Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, it is just a privilege just to come around the uh, Word of Life for just a couple of minutes of a fellowship. We appreciate the Lord uh, for His grace and mercy. We will never cease uh, thanking Him for His grace. Now, I just want to speak this evening on the mind better. That's what I want to look at this evening. My subject is the mind better. That's what I want to speak about. But before we do that, let's just have a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you, dear God, that you are a present help in times of need. We appreciate you that you live up to your titles. You are Jehovah Rafa, you are Jehovah Jaira, you are Jehovah Manisi, and dear God, you are a savior, you are a healer, you are a protector, you are everything. As one poet says, you are my all in all. This evening we are going to have a fellowship around your weight. We pray for your grace and mercy. We pray, dear God, that may you be there for us and inspire my lips as you inspire the ears of the hearers. 
We need you more than ever before. We are not ashamed to say, we need you, Lord. We can't even take one step without you holding our hands. We need your guidance. We need your protection. We need your providence. We need your presence in our lives, wherever we are. We need you to be there and be with us. You are an amazing God who has never failed us even one time. You are an amazing God who protected us against dangers that we were aware of and even dangers that we were not aware of. There are so many things that the enemy is doing and some of them are hidden to the naked eye. That is why we want you to thank you for visible victories. We want to thank you for the invisible victories. We want to thank you for the victories that have been attained and even the victories that are yet to be attained. We want to thank you for the healings that have already been granted and the healings that are yet to be granted. Dear God, you are a hearer of prayers. There's never been a time where a human being ever approached you with a disparate prayer without you attending to that disparate prayer. Your prophet says God will meet a disparate prayer. We are disparate people who are relying solemnly on your grace and grace alone. We look at the world, the world is falling apart. We look at systems, systems are falling apart. Everything seems to have reached its own limits. But we want to appreciate you for being our God. We pray for the reading of the weight. May you help us with the inspiration tonight. May it bring illumination. May it bring encouragement. May it bring a closer walk with thee. That is what we need as we commit everything to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Now, I said I want to speak on the mind battle. I hope I've greeted everyone. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. It is my heart's desire. Now, before we speak and unpack this topic or this subject, the mind battle, let us turn to our scripture reading to the book of Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2. It reads in this manner, if it has been found. Be and be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. And key weight there for me is conformed, not conformed to this world. That's what Paul is advising us here and saying, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
that he may prove what, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, you cannot be, your mind, you cannot be transformed until such time that your mind is renewed. And your mind cannot be renewed if there is conformity to the world. So he is calling us not to conform to the world, and this non-conformity will lead to a transformation which will come by the renewing of the mind. And when we have a renewed mind, we will be able to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So there is correlation. You cannot have a renewed mind you, unless you are transformed. And you cannot be transformed as long as you conform to the world. And as long as you conform to the world, you lose the ability to prove what, to prove what is good, acceptable, and a perfect will in the sight of the Lord. So that's why I say this evening I want us just to look at this subject of the mind. And we think, we hope that the Lord is going to be very gracious. Now, when you look at this scripture or this quotation here, rather, When you look at this quotation, rather, just an apology there for the pause. My battery was a bit offish, but I'm glad that it sorted my, my machine battery. Now, when you look at this quotation in the book, Christ is revealed in his own way. Christ is revealed in his own words, paragraph 17. It written this manner now. Now, where I come to the conclusion to talk on this was because that, knowing that what we say, we mustn't just say because we are gathered together to just haphazardly speak on anything, but it's something that will help Stabilize the people. For we are going to pass through dangerous, treacherous waters. We are already sailing through them. And sometimes I guess it's with you like it is with me. That seems like that, so much of it. It's such a scary. Now, the prophet in this quotation, he says, Our gathering. When we gather and we speak on the things of the Lord, we don't just gather haphazardly in order to speak haphazardly on things. We are gathering because the main objective is that we have to stabilize the people. Why? Because we are going to pass through dangerous, treacherous waters. 
and he comes, he makes an announcement. We are already sailing through them. And he says, it is such a scary thing. Now, I hope that that is the case with our talk tonight. We have not gathered here over or virtually so, just to speak haphazardly. But we are gathered here because there is a purpose why we have gathered in this manner. And the reason we have gathered in this manner is so that we can become of such help to God's people given the time that we find ourselves in. Things are a bit tougher in the times that we are living in. Things have gone haywire in the time that we are living in. That is why our heart's desire is that may God be gracious, may God be, must be able to protect us during this uh, challenging time. Now, that is why I say our gathering here is so that God can enable us and God must be able to guide us and God must be there in our lives because we are going through treacherous time. Now, if you'll just bear with me just a sec as I fix something. You'll just bear with me. There seems to be a network issue this evening. Satan is fighting, but we're going to carry on because the main objective we have to speak on this. I say we are going, the reason we have gathered like this is not just to speak haphazardly. We are here because we want to stabilize the people because we are going through treacherous waters. And Brother Bram is announcing that we are already going through that. Now, brethren, where we are, the, uh, 
because of the times that we find ourselves in, people's anxiety levels are shooting through the roof. People are mentally drained. People are emotionally drained. People are, to a certain extent, spiritually drained because of what we are going through, what, what we are going through. Now, I'm not the kind, I'm not an idealistic person, I'm a realist. I deal with real issues whenever I deal with issues. Now, and uh, I guess, as I'm speaking right now, there are people that are battling with COVID-19. There are people that have been delivered from COVID-19. There are people that have lost loved ones because of COVID-19. Now, that, that, that has created an emotional trauma, mental trauma, on quite a lot of people. That's why I want to speak about mind battles, because there seems to be fear gripping the people. And rightly so, because uh, I was speaking to one old man that told me that when you go to sleep, you're not sure whether you're going to wake up. And when you wake up, you're not going to show whether you'll be able to go to sleep the following night. Now, that is the reality because as the elderly, they are told, your neighbor is gone. A person down the street is gone. So that obviously triggers uh, anxiety levels in them. But hence, I want to speak about the mind better. Now, before we go anywhere, as Christians... Brother Brahman says in this message, a life story, paragraph 9. Life story, paragraph 9. He says, the greatest weapon that I know of, of a Christian today, is a committal to God. When you can do something, when you can do, when you can do nothing about it, just commit it to him, and God will take care of it. This is what the prophet says. The greatest weapon that I know of, of a Christian today, is a committal to God. When you can do nothing about it, just commit it to him, and God will take care of it. So, if, we, if something is beyond our control, the weapon that we have... We have to take that thing, commit it to the Lord, and leave it with the Lord. So, you know, what creates an anxiety and what creates mind battles is when we want to control things that we cannot control. Hear me out, believer. Never attempt to control what you cannot control. What is it? Or maybe let me start by saying, what is it that you can control? You can control what you eat if you are able to do that. You can control where you go if you are able to do that. You are, you are able to control what you wear. You can control who you interact with. You can control those things are within the realm of your control. But something that is beyond the realm of your control, you don't know when you were born. You don't know when you are going to die. You did not choose when you were going to be born. 
and nor shall you choose when you're going to depart. So life is not in your control. Let me say this. It does not matter the amount of positivity or motivational talk or psychology books that you may read. Life is in the hands of God. No man, no woman can control life. Life is controlled by God. Now, that's why the prophet says the greatest weapon that we know of as Christian today is a committal to God. When you can do nothing about it, just commit it to him and God will take care of it. So where we are today, I'm submitting to you, we have to commit our lives to God. We need not to worry as to when our lives may be taken away. Yes, we can do anything and everything that is within the realm of our control. But ultimately, we must not forget that God is the arbiter of when life arrives here and when life is being taken off the scene. So we have to commit our lives to God. And if our lives are committed to God, then we must have a sense of relaxation. I'm going to unpack what I mean by that. Now, mind is the battlefield. And you need to win this battle daily in your mind. So we are going to deal with the mind this evening because there is a war raging or a battle raging in your mind. And that battle must be won daily. You, are, you will overcome or be defeated in your mind. Mind is such a great thing, and we're going to unpack what we mean messagically when we say you have to be able to fight the battle and win it in your mind. Let me say this to you. The battle, even with the pandemic that we are faced with, is not going to be won in a church. It's not going to be won in the pastor's office. It's not going to be won in a doctor's office. It's not going to be won in the hospital. It is going to be worn in the mind. And I'm going to unpack what I mean. Now, somebody will say, but you said we must commit our lives to God. Why do we still need to fight a battle in our mind? Yes, we have to fight a battle in our minds. Because when people leave the earth, there are two types of people that leave the earth. There are people that leave because it is their time to leave. God's purpose with their lives is done. Now, messagically, we have come to learn, and during Brother Branham's discernment, that some people leave, but it's not yet their time to leave. They leave prematurely. Now, you say, what is the distinction? I'm not the one to make a distinction. God can make a distinction. My responsibility is to make the weight available, and you make use of the weight and after you have made use of the weight, and if you go after you have made use of the weight, that means your time was up. But what I'm simply saying is that we are going to prevent what Brother Brenham calls premature graves because of fear. As the saying goes, a coward dies many times before their actual death. But let's unpack what we mean. You have to win this battle daily. 
at your work, wherever you are, this battle is raging 24-7, 365 days, and it has to be won daily. Now, I'm saying the current reality, reality being the operative weight, the current reality, God's people have suffered mentally, emotionally, and physically. This demon that we are dealing with has ravaged, it has gone through the church community, it has gone through the secular community, it has gone through the clergy community, it has gone everywhere. Now, that has made people to go into a panic mode. That has made people to be anxious. That has made people, some, to lose their sleep. Some people are anxious, rightly so, because it's not only lives that were affected, livelihoods have been affected. We've been ushered into an era of uncertainty. And somebody was saying to us that today, if you beat somebody for well, you never show whether you're going to meet them again. And the battle that we are facing, money can help you to win it. Even if you've got a fat back balance, you can't win this battle. We'll win this battle by grace. And every time when we are here, we say by grace. But even if we go, as long as we are the children of God, we know we are arriving at the sixth dimension, we say by grace. So at no point in time must we ever feel that either way is going to be a loss. Us being here, it is the benefit. We still can proclaim the gospel. We still can take care of our families. If we go, God will take care of that. We arrive into the region of the blessed. What we have done, we have committed anything and everything that we cannot control to the almighty God. And that will lessen our anxiety levels. Now, the prophet says in this message, if I get in this message, or maybe before I get to what the prophet spoke about, these words were spoken by a military general, George S. Payton Jr. He says something that attracted my attention. He says, if you are going to win any battle, you have to do one thing. You have to make the mind run the body. Never let the body tell the mind what to do. The body is never tired if the mind is not tired. This was an unbeliever speaking in a military uh, 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 community saying, whatever you do, if you are going to win any battle, and I agree with this man, whether natural or spiritual, if you are going to win any battle, you have to do one thing. You have to make the mind run the body. You must never allow the body to control the mind. You must allow the mind to control the body. And we're going to unpack what we mean by that messagical. So even unbelievers understand that the battle takes place in a mental realm. They understand that victories are attained in the mental realm. Losses or defeats are suffered in the mental realm. You can never rise above your thoughts. Let me say that. You can never rise above your thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So how you think determines who you are and determines your reality. But I'm going to unpack it, what I mean by that messagically. Now, 
In the second book of Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. Now, Paul says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Hear me and hear me very well. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is of the devil. The spirit of timidity is of the devil. Now, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. The key word is of sound mind. So, if we allow God's spirit to, allow, to operate in our lives in an unhindered way, that spirit will give us power. That spirit will give us love. That spirit will give us a sound mind. And I think what we need now is sound minds. But hear what the prophet says. In the message, the greatest battle ever fought. Paragraph 68. He says, when this great battle started on earth, there had to be a mutual meeting place. There had to be a place selected for the battle to begin and for the battle to rage. And that battlegrounds begin in the human mind. There is where the battle starts. The human mind was chosen for the place of the battle where it was begin. And that is because that decisions are made from the mind, the head. Now, they never started it from some uh, organization. They never started it from some mechanical affair. The grounds never started there. Therefore, that organizations can never, never do the will of God. Organizations can never, ever do the will of God. That's what the prophet is saying there. Now he says, therefore, because the battlegrounds where you've got to meet the enemy, where you have to meet the enemy, is in the mind. You've got to make a choice. It meets, it meets you. So this evening, the, battle, the, the greatest battle that is being fought it was chosen that it is going to be fought, but that place where the battle is going to be fought, it is in the human mind. Now, so if, if that is the case, then we have to be deliberate. We have to be intentional about what takes place in our mind. Because the prophet says, this battle that was ever fought, that God chose, to be fought here, which was once the angel's battle, is now being fought in the human mind. Now, so therefore, I say we have to be intentional. We have to fortify our minds because if the devil and God, because those are the two forces that, is that are going to fight in your mind. And the prophet has told us many times, which force is going to win? It depends what force do you reinforce. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if we fit the fear, that means we fit a spirit 
that does not come from God. We have to feed the spirit that comes from God, and that spirit will give us power. That spirit will give us uh, love. That spirit will give us sound mind. So where we are, and this one I can emphasize it, I have dealt with several cases of people that were infected with COVID-19. And every time when somebody tells me I am positive, the first thing that I normally do, I'm saying, what you need to do, get off your phone. Cut off your, your utilization time on the phone. Secondly, leave social media. Be inaccessible. Be intentional as to who's coming into your zone. Because remember, some we, we are at different stages of growth. I remember there is a pastor whose wife was positive and we're speaking. And I say, Pastor, no matter what, this is what you need to do. Make sure that you remove your wife from social media, even from the church groups. Make sure that you remove your wife. Because if you don't remove your wife, it is going to create a problem for you. Other people are going to access her and it's going to become very, very problematic. And I'm glad that the men of God listened to me when I said that. Now, just a sec here. I'm back. You'll bear with me. Satan is fighting tonight. We we are going we are going to take this flight. It will it will reach the destination. So fire, Satan is fighting tonight, but nonetheless we are carrying on. So I say I was speaking to this minister. And he, whose wife was positive, and I say, make sure that she does not have access to the phone. Make sure that you even remove her in church WhatsApp groups. And he did that, and I say, it is what is happening because this battle is going to rage in her mind. We have to reinforce her faith. And if everybody has got access to her, we don't know what other people are going to throw their way. And he phoned me and said, Pastor, you are quite correct. You should be amazed that immediately after I removed her from the church WhatsApp group, people were now posting about people dying in that WhatsApp group. I say, I know exactly what I was talking about. And that is the problem with us believers. Sometimes we fuel the fire of fear instead of fueling the fire of faith. Our responsibility is to build the, the faith muscle. Our responsibility is not to be fearful. But here, I'm not encouraging irresponsible approach to life. Yes, you've got to be cautious. Yes, you've got to abide by protocols. But over and above that, the main thing that you have to be, you must understand that the battle is fought in the mind. So you have to be intentional about what your mind consumes. I hope that is clear. Now, in the message, the greatest battle ever fought again, paragraph 400. The greatest battle that was ever fought, 
paragraph 400. The prophet says, see, his attack, referring to the enemy, his attack is what? Disbelieve God's weight. That's his attack. The main thing that Satan wants to achieve today is to make us to disbelieve God's weight. That is the number one that thing that Satan is going to do. His weapon is to get you as a believer to disbelieve God's weight and never allow a circumstantial crisis to create a crisis for your faith. Your faith must be immunized. Your faith must be unconditional. Your faith must never be affected by circumstances. Your faith must not be affected by external factors. Your faith must be only affected by the weight because the weight will affect your faith positively. Now, he says, see, his attack, his attack is what? Disbelieve God's weight. That's his attack. There, can you see the greatest battle was ever fought? There is only two forces, Satan and God. Two forces, Satan and God. And what is Satan's weapon against you? Is to try to get you to disbelieve your weapon. He disarms you. The world has been ushered into a state of crisis. And I said it is debatable as to how the crisis was engineered. But the main, the final outcome of the whole thing is for the devil to make us to disbelieve God's weight. But I say, Satan, we are not going to disbelieve God's weight. Because remember, imagine if we disbelieve God's weight because of the crisis that we are going, going through. Then what happens when we die? Where are we going to go if we are not believers? So Satan, we are the worshippers before a crisis. We are the worshippers during a crisis. We are the worshippers post the crisis. So irrespective, if we are here and we are sick, our God will heal us. And if we are here and we are sick and we don't get healed and we die, our God is an uptaker. He will take us out of the grave. So Satan, you are not going to create a crisis of faith for us. We are going to come out of this crisis, out of this catastrophe with our faith solidified. We're going to come out of this situation with our faith muscles well built. And how are this going to build our faith muscle? We have to defeat Satan in our mind. How do we defeat Satan in our mind? You defeat Satan in your mind by what comes through your mouth. Remember, your confession will affect your mind and your mind will affect your circumstance. So the first thing is to say, I am a child of the most of the living God. I am not here by choice. God predestinated me to be his attribute expressed in our time. No matter what I face, God knew about it before the foundation of the world. However we arrived here, it was according to God's plan. My being here is God's purpose. And if that purpose is up, God will take me to heaven. I am not afraid of death 
because I know that my Lord overcame the trinity of hell, of the David, which is the grave, which is hell, which is death. So when I live here, I'm going to return back with the saints. I'm going to go into the sixth dimension for a season, but I'm going to come back here and all of us will go to the wedding supper. Those promises still hold true even today. So we are not going to be shaken. When this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, there is a tabernacle that is not made of hands that we're going to step into, which is our theophany. So, brethren, <laughs> this is the time where Jesus said, when you begin to see these signs, you must lift up your head. You must not drop your head. You must lift up your head because your redemption draweth near. So, we, this is not a time for despondency. Yes, other believers are going to go. There is a reason why they have to go. Because certain people have got to be handpicked. Because at the time of resurrection, the prophecy, the order of the resurrection is that I will not recognize the people that came before my generation. I will recognize the people of my generation. And it says that is how the order of the resurrection will be. I cannot recognize Paul, but I will recognize the brother that I was with, a sister that I was with. So God is picking them up that later on, when they begin to appear, it will dawn on us that the resurrection is taking place. So, folks, when you are a believer, there is no loss being here on earth. When you are a believer, there is no loss in being sick. Some things are permitted by God for his glory. And when you die, there is no loss in death for a believer. Death is processing you, is transporting you to a place where there is no calendar, where there is no midnight, where there is no funeral procession, where there is no graveside, where there is no heartache or a headache, where it is just a peace that surpasses all human understanding. I hope we are together here. So irrespective of what, how things pan out, we, as long as we are within the will of God, we should never be shaken in any way. So the devil must not allow you to disbelieve God's way. Because when you disbelieve, that is, the, the disbelief is Satan's weapon. Your faith in the weight is your weapon. When he makes you to disbelieve the weight, then Satan disarms you to finish you off. I hope we are together here. So let's get to the granular level or details of how a mind battle takes place. The prophet speaks to a woman here on the podium in the message, the hour is come, paragraph 47. It says, I believe that you are a Christian. I believe you are a Christian woman. And you have been for some time. You are awfully nervous for one thing. As your nervousness is type of nervousness, a worry nervousness. Isn't that right? You are awful person to take other people's troubles too, aren't you? You cross some bridges before you get to them and call it. Isn't that right? Now see, that always happens. Something is blocking you like there because you made plans and it never comes out that way 
you get in your mind something that's going to happen. It doesn't. It just takes that way. Is that right? So this woman, the devil had created a thinking pattern that she would plan. Firstly, it created nervousness, a worry nervousness. Worry is a mind that is turbulent. A mind that is at peace does not have worry. Now, the devil has created nervousness that was triggered by worry. And the reason there is worry is because she takes a lot of burdens on her shoulders. Remember, she does not understand that the greatest weapon that human race has is a committal life, to commit matters to God. Now, she is taking matters on her. It is creating a burden for her. She is crossing bridges before she gets to them. What does it mean? Solving problems that don't exist. Finding cures for diseases that don't exist. Yes, that is driven by phobias. Now, what we are beginning to see, he says, there is a pattern. There are times where you think that something is going to take place and it never happened. Now you have, you have now caught up into this cycle that whenever you say you think or plan something in your mind, the expectation is that it's not going to happen. And most of the time, it is exactly like that. What is happening? Her mind does not believe in the possibility of her thoughts. I can imagine she thinks, this is how it's going to be. And immediately, she shrugs her shoulders off and says, I know it's not going to happen to me. How many of us, it happens like that? You have plans, but you cannot bring them to fruition because every time you have these plans, because of worry, you even spend the whole night planning scenarios of failure. That, yes, I know I'm going to fail because of this. And we have goodness, multiplicity of reasons that we can produce as to why it's going to fail. But here I've got a message for you. All things are possible to them that believe. All things, all, A-L-L, -L, all things are possible to them, not those who have money, not those who have connections, not those who are being loved, not those who are being patted on the back, to those who believe. All things are possible. I hope somebody will get it here. So I can imagine where we are today. How many of you have crossed bridges before you get to them? How many of some of you, you even planned your funeral. Some of you, you have died many times. Some of you, you have been buried many times because of what happened in your mind. This evening, I say, switch off those thoughts. Say, Lord, there are things that I cannot control. I'm not going to worry about them. My life I cannot control because I never designed when I was going to come here on earth. I never designed the path or the trajectory that my life was going to take. I've never designed when I'm going to depart here. It is in your hands, Lord. So therefore, if it is in your hands, I'm going to relax. Yes, humanly, I will be cautious. I will do what is possible. But one thing, I'm not going to worry going around as if my life is in my hands. My life is not in my hands. 
My life is not in the doctor's hands. My life is not in the pastor's hands. My life is in God's hands. And furthermore, my life is not even in the devil's hands. My life is in God's hands. He determines the beginning of my days. He has determined the ending of my day. He has determined and allotted blessings for me at the beginning of my days, in between the beginning of my days and the ending of my day. So I'm not going to worry about everything. I'm going to commit matters to God. You will see when you begin to do that, then it lessens anxiety levels. Let's look at what he says in the message, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Paragraph 32. It says, Now, upon our lovely Lord Jesus, where our thoughts are centered, don't never let your thoughts stray from you. No matter what comes or goes, keep your mind on him. Do you hear him? May your thoughts never go stray. May your thoughts be centered on him. May your mind be centered on him. No matter what goes, what comes or goes. That is the prophetic advice. Furthermore, we want to take even Paul's advice in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. The mind of Christ in a believer will make a believer to react scripturally in every situation, in every circumstance, under any condition. Here, let me repeat. The mind of Christ in a believer will make a believer to respond scripturally in any situation, in any circumstance, under any condition, their reaction will always be scriptural. Because it's no longer your mind, it's the mind of Christ. Let me take it further. The prophet says in the seventh seal, paragraph 35, he says, may I just pass this to you. When the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. Where we are, the medical fraternity is trying the best that they can do, but they are badly. Every system, leaders are trying whatever they want to do. This is a time when the natural fails. It is a time to allow the supernatural door to open so that the supernatural moves in. And now the prophet says, may I just pass this to you. When the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. You become so far away from your own thinking 
Till in your own mind. I don't, don't let me try to explain that. I couldn't do it. There is nobody that could do it. So you can't define. You cannot explain the supernatural. But it says when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of God. And how do you know it's the supernatural? It gets you away from your own thinking. Your own thinking is enmity to yourself. But the mind of Christ will propel you above the measles of the enemy. And what are the measles of the enemy? Unbelief. The enemy wants you to disbelieve the weight. Why does the enemy wants you to want you to disbelieve the weight? It's because once you disbelieve the weight, you're going to miss your destination. The devil loves a crisis. The devil loves the times where we're in. And actually the times in which we are in, it tests our spiritual DNA. Who are we? Yes, we may have been believers because there was a church to go to. There were believers around us. But as it is now, it has now become an individual affair. If you are a believer, you're going to be a Daniel material. It doesn't matter where you are. When you are alone, you will purpose in your heart that I will not defile myself. You will never be tempted to disbelieve God's weight. You will stay with God's weight. No matter what Satan throws at you, you're going to say, the last thing that I'll ever do is to doubt God's weight. I am fortified behind God's weight. Even if my flesh perishes, but I know once my soul is so fortified by the weight, there is no way that I will ever be lost. So it's a battle of the mind. But how do you win it? Let the supernatural comes, come in. Because once the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. Then you get away from your own thinking. Your own thinking has got limitations. Your own thinking has got imperfections. Your own thinking is prone to doubt. Your own thinking is an enemy to you. Your own thinking will sink you. Your own thinking is imperfect. But the mind of Christ in a believer is perfect. The mind of Christ in a believer will never make a believer sink. The mind of Christ in a believer immunizes a believer from worry. Immunizes a believer from fear. Immunizes a believer from external factors. They walk in the value of the shadow of death, but they are praising God. Because why? They've got the mind of Christ. Any other man, any other woman who has ever allowed the supernatural to come in has never been intimidated by whatever Satan will be doing or has done or who is doing or what he will do. That's what the mind of Christ does. Now, the prophet says in the seventh seal, paragraph 38, don't try to explain that of the supernatural. You cannot explain the supernatural. I, I, I know I, I, I'm trying. The only way to explain the supernatural is to feel and experience the effect of the supernatural. I cannot explain God to you. But you experiencing God, that is the definition of God. I hope we are together. If I try to explain God, I'm going to explain God away from you. But if I allow you to experience God, 
it brings such proximity it brings such a closer relationship between you and God and once you walk with God you can never believer you can never be fearful you can never worry you can never cross bridges before we get to them yes believers have gone some have been promoted to glory because of the pandemic and some are still going to be promoted to glory because of the pandemic but who has ever stopped god's move if god says is the time it doesn't matter how many specialists are surrounding you it doesn't matter in which hospital you can be in the best of the best when it's time to go it's time to go i've seen with this disease there are people that had underlying conditions that were admitted in public hospitals and they came out and they are fine and there were people that had no underlying conditions people that were were fitness fanatics they were admitted into private hospitals surrounded by the best of the best of doctors they are gone what does it mean our coming here is determined by the lord our living here is determined by the lord we do what we can do but everything is in god's control while well, i come to the end of this i had people coming at my house to fix a few things it was just a team that was fixing a leaking roof and they were here and i remember telling my wife i say this other one the way he is coughing he has been coughing because they were here for several days kept on coughing and i say there might be a problem there and obviously because they are waking they go into the room they come out and you know how workers sometimes can be so careless one moment the mask is below the nose below the mouth goodness that's how it is but i was amazed because they had to come and finish something they did not come i phoned them and they told me that look most of us we've been isolated because we tested covid we tested positive for covid-19 these were the people that were working in the house for a week or two they were here up and down doing quite a number of things it's been weeks they've been positive and after they've been positive they've been isolated i'm giving them a call they say we are finishing up our isolation period but here we are weeks later as a family we have no one in the family that has tested positive because of covid-19 yet we came within the proximity in contact with people that had it how do you explain it it is by the grace of god there are people that never came in contact with anyone there are people that as far as they know they've been so pedantic on how they managed the health protocols but they had covid and later on some of them went passed on what am i saying i'm saying we do what we can do what we can control in our realm but what we cannot control we leave it up to the lord and the lord will take care of it so as we come to the end my greatest desire is that never ever be intimidated as a believer the wait has an answer for every situation and when we take the weight and the weight has a preeminence in our lives it will bring a calming effect where 
we don't worry, where we are not anxious, we know that God is in control. Every time when you don't believe that God is in control, you want to be in control and you want to control things that can only be controlled by God. And when you attempt to do that, it is going to make you sicker. It's going to make you sick with worry. It's going to make you sick with anxiety. But the mind is the greatest place, the greatest battle that was ever fought. The it's battleground that was chosen where that battle has to rage. It was the human mind. And how do you do that? Positive confession. Read the weight. Confess positive things. Never let your testimony be negative. Go into the weight. There are some positive affirmations from the word of God. The weight has got so many spiritual nutri- nutrients that can be able to sustain us during this difficult time. If you hear that somebody is gone, it was their time for them to go. Don't panic. Don't panic. And if it is a loved one, you'll find comfort in the word of God. And we'll pray with you, we'll strengthen you. And if you have this disease, if you test positive, switch off the worldly noise. Concentrate on the word of God. Feed on the word of God. The more you feed on the word of God, that makes all your fears to be nullified. Because the Lord never gave us the spirit of fear, but he gave us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. Yes, in the midst of the storm, Jesus went to relax in the boat. In the midst of this storm, we need to relax in his presence. He will calm the storm. He will call the storm to order. But our responsibility is to make sure that our thoughts are only and only centered on him. That our mind is centered on him. It's focused only on the word of God. You will see we'll have peace. You will see we'll have joy. Yes, in the midst of the storm, we'll have peace. In the midst of the storm, we'll have joy. In the midst of the storm, we'll have happiness. But the greatest thing that we can do is to commit the matters to God by prayer as we come to the end. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you for the time that you have granted to us. We appreciate everything that you are doing for believers. We appreciate, dear God, for your love, your mercy, your care. We appreciate you for seeing us through, seeing believers through. We appreciate the protection that you are granting to us every second. May you remove thoughts of negativity. May you remove thoughts of fear. May you remove thoughts of worry. May you reinforce, dear God, thoughts of peace, thoughts of love, thoughts of sound mind. It is our desire as we commit everything to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you richly. It has been a tough ride because there seem to be seems to be network related issues but I'm glad that we are able to keep the flight in the air until we finally arrived and the few turbulences that were there 
the devil was worried about the message. But may God continue to protect you until we speak again on Sunday, 10 o'clock. God bless you richly. Shalom.